0: listenership That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody have fun. Sup, bitches? Welcome to another episode of Genius Brain Podcast. I am your host, David So, with my co-host,
1: Joe Jitsukawa, baby. Baby, baby, baby. baby. baby.
0: Dude, I remember the first time I actually learned of your last name. (laughs) And your, your, your hair You know what the funny thing is dude You I don't understand why people didn't know you were Japanese I know right You have the so most funny. Japanese fucking face on I
1: earth know. dude You look like an anime character It's because you knew Japanese people growing up Growing up, A lot of people They mm. don't know They just don't know They thought I was Vietnamese They thought I was Chinese yeah, They people thought like, I was Korean They're like they he's I-
0: Vietnamese I was like he does not have a fucking Vietnamese face to save his life His shit is Japanese as fuck You have like the prominent Japanese <laughs> nose You have the thick Japanese hair The thick facial hair is japanese i was like the japanese guy. teeth yeah, the, the beautiful japanese crooked teeth dude like what the fuck so like what i remember um like you guys couldn't tell me your guys ethnicity the person i couldn't figure out was obviously bart yeah bart was just a, he just looked korean as fuck to me yeah
1: yeah yeah you he know let's
0: have a korean face he did, like, yeah. the korean tattoo and everything yep. and i was like wait you i don't understand what's going on with this guy so he, he he was a
1: mystery but you were japanese as hell dude when i was in seoul i took a selfie with a with a soldier out there cuz that fool looked like Bart's brother. Yeah. Like they both look so
0: alike. I was like I got to get a selfie with this dude. He looks Korean as fuck. Yeah. So when he told me that he was
1: Chinese that blew my fucking mind, dude. I was like I thought you were Korean, dude. Well, he's like he's like part native cuz he has Peruvian, but yeah. that was like 10% or something yeah. and then he has like Chinese and all kinds of different Chinese, but he grew up with so many Korean people. Yeah. He knew
0: so much Korean inside jokes yeah. that's something that only Korean people would know. Right. So that shit threw me off. But yeah. I, he got me. But you're fucking Japanese <laughs> as hell, man. And then it, it was your cousin, dude. Yeah. So she's such a freaking angel, man. So we were we were going on a hike, and Joe, just to preface this uh, with the story. He told his uh, cousin not to say anything about his ethnicity because yeah. nobody knew at the time. Yeah. And I, I didn't even know. Like yeah. I knew what Gio was and uh, I didn't know what uh, Bart or Joe was. Yeah. And so we were trying to keep it under wraps. And then as we were hiking, she goes, oh, so how long have you been friends with Masato-kun? I was like, Masato? <laughs> you know? And then I was in the car with Gio and I was like flipping through p- pictures and I just go...
1: Masato, huh Jill's <laughs> ah. eyes go boom wide she goes <gasps> I was like, yeah. she is man she is so funny it's it's like it's like you know when you when you tell your mom like hey uh, this is a secret and she's like all right and then she'll tell her friend the secret but she won't change her voice tone she'll just cover her mouth and be like did you hear yeah <laughs> Did you hear that he had his first kiss? Yeah. That's that's basically what my cousin was doing. It's like, man, you are not discreet, dude.
0: That shit was so funny. And in her mind, she goes, "I didn't tell him." Yeah, but you said Masato. That's yeah. fucking Japanese. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's dude, so that was
0: funny. Dying, man. <laughs> but well, wasn't it going to be freaking Zimbabwe? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but you know who who actually Somebody told me earlier, but they didn't, I didn't understand where the reference was coming from. But yeah. you know Tom, right? Yeah. He goes, do you know Joe's like actual real last name? And I was like, no, I don't know what it is. He goes, it's like Mama. Joe yeah. Mama. And I, was yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah. I was like, his last name is Mama? Yeah. I was yeah. like, what do you mean? It's MoMA. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't know that. So yeah. he was like, because I guess one time when you guys were going out to eat, he saw your card and he saw it said Mama. And that's how he said it to me. He goes, his last name is Mama. I was like, well, what the what fucking ethnicity is that, you jackass? Like that doesn't help me out. Yeah, Mama. He goes, his name is Joe Mama. I was yeah. like, no, that can't be it, dude. <laughs> that's
1: that's not of any ethnic Asian variety at all. Right. But it was Moma. Yeah, because my my dad when he came to the states, um, you know, through immigration and all that shit, they're like, what's your name? And he said Moma. And then they said, okay. And then they spelled, they wrote down Mama oh okay that when makes when he sense. was supposed to write down m-o-n-m-a uh-huh. moma that yeah. would have make more sense right yeah. but then <laughs> that's that's what they wrote so it just stick it's just it just stuck uh, did yeah. you call uh, like joe mama yeah like, i oh, did i did fucking joe mama
0: joe mama yep it's okay people call me fat so
1: it's all good that's actually genius you little fucks <laughs> but yeah i mean that was that was uh my parent my dad's last name but then after you know him and my mom split i took my grandma's name mm. but the funny thing is um my grandma's maiden name is ito oh yeah so you took the the ma- name that she got married into and then she had a divorce and i didn't know that <laughs> so, Son I took, of a bitch, dude. so she didn't change her last name <laughs> she didn't change it why'd she keep it she was too lazy yo that's that's so interesting but you know what though i think she she loves my grandpa because it wasn't it wasn't bad. Because when she had Alzheimer's, she yeah. would always um, talk about him. She's like, "Oh, you know, my husband." Like, oh. and then she she's like, "Yeah, he's gonna come home." And like, so I think she I think at the end of the day, what I what I'm just she, as long as she loved him. Yeah, he's still my grandpa. I never met the dude because he passed when I was born. So it's like cool. I'm I'm carrying on a name of someone she cares about. Why so did it's they like, Why did they split? Well. Funny story is um okay, so like in Japan, like both of my families came from uh pretty high pedigree. Like like my grandma, you know, her her father was an executive at the Toshiba Corporation. Like, oh shit, yeah.
0: dude, you're royalty? What the fuck?
1: Well, dude, get this, like the chaperone that basically Chaperone. Yeah. So she had an arranged marriage. And then the person that she married, which was my grandpa. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Like he, you know, the, the person that basically was their chaperone was, uh, he, he's, he's like the Hitler of Japan, but his name was Tojo. Yeah. Admiral Tojo. And then, so like back in the day when you have an arranged marriage, a a male and female can't go on a date alone. Yeah. You have to have somebody there watching the whole thing. And also they're kind of there to like report to the parents and be like, yeah, I think, you know, they like each other or like, they're kind of like if If they 're also like young they don't they 're too shy and they don 't know how to start a conversation, so they direct their conversation to the dude and he 's like the icebreaker, so he 's the third wheel, yeah, so my grandma had that dude like as her chaperone, and she had no idea of what kind of a like sinister dude he was, she huh. had no fucking clue, and then also like a lot of things. Was weird to me because the way that she talked about the war was not like how my friend's grandma's talked about the war. What do you mean? She, well, so basically, she was like, "I was like, you remember the bombings?" And he goes, "Yeah, one time, like, um, they bombed our estate, and then all of us and the in the in the maids had to um um get the fire off the 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 roof." And we're like, "Us and the maids? What the fuck?" Yeah, right. And then she goes, "Yeah, it was so bad that we had to go to our country home." To like hide, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, I was like, wait. So during the war, they had another home that was in the countryside, and in her and her like my family there, they had to just hang out there. But we're talking about Grave of the Fireflies. Everyone in Japan is starving. She still had food. She was like moving from house to house. So 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 um, that was that was her part of the life early on, right? And, yeah. and so she gets married to my my grandpa. Who was an accountant, and he came from a um, prestigious family too, and so the problem that happened was he kind of got stuck with al- like he got he got into a bad habit with alcohol. yeah, and my mom has fond memories of him. she was like he was never abusive, like he drank a lot, he was drunk, but he was like a happy drunk. Um, she didn't hear them argue, but then he was always out working, and then she was she says that I just remember him being drunk all the time. Yeah, and then so he had a problem with alcohol. Um, he was never sober, but he was like a party animal. And um, what my grandma told my mom, like all of us when we got older, was he was just constantly partying, getting hookers, and like um, they had three, oh, or, shit. yeah, they had three or four properties under their name. All of them just gambled away. So he had a gambling addiction, and so my grandma was so pissed that she was like I can't raise my children under this type of environment. Yeah. And back then, like divorce was a huge fucking deal. Of course. You don't di- especially in prestigious families if you divorce, that's like It's a stain. Right? It makes the whole family look bad on the Ito name. Yeah, but my grandma's a, um she's kind of a renegade. Like she was the first one of the first few women in her generation to actually go to a college and university. Um. Yeah so like Back then like Women just Didn't do that Kind of shit Yeah So Well she didn't have to Either right Because she was already Born into wealth Right But she's smart So she loved debating She loved like Thinking Being a troublemaker Right So because of that She went to university Despite her parents Wishes not to They're like Why don't you just Find a good husband And she's like Fuck that right
0: Yeah
1: So she went to university She did all this stuff Um, And then That was a tough time too Because uh, a lot of guys were intimidated by that. Yeah. So then of course. Yeah, so she 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 couldn't get married, but then her sister which was like she was pretty. So my 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 I don't know, what would you say, great aunt or whatever, my grandma's sister. She was pretty. She was taller. She was always like done up really well. She's like your typical classy woman. My grandma by on the other hand, I look at her old pictures, she was a straight up tomboy. Like she's <laughs> ne- her hair's all fucked up, all yeah. this shit. But anyways, like, so, yeah, that, she, she, she finally got married, all this stuff happened, and then the divorce happened, and then, like, back then, to give you an idea of how bad divorce is, like, technically, you're not supposed to allow your daughter home if she had a divorce. She has to be off on her own. Oh, it's like you have to shun your daughter. It's bad, man. Like, to give you an idea how bad it is, so my, my, my uncle, he, he was broke as fuck, yeah. right? Yeah. And his mom... Um, was in a an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. so so he would beat the fuck out of the kids, beat the fuck out of his mom, like her, all that stuff. So when his mom begged her father to take her back, yeah. because you know he's like my my husband's beating me, like I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he said I can't because it's gonna ruin the family name. Yikes! And he goes, if I bring you back into my home, that it's like you failed yeah. as a woman. You failed. That's what he told her, right? So her, she, she had three kids. Uh-huh. My uncle's the youngest. One night, she grabbed my, she took my uncle, and then like basically ran away. And then she was living in like a barn. Like she just basically broke into a barn and like lived throughout the winter and all that. And the farmer found her, and they're just like, "Well, I guess you could stay." Yeah. And that's that's what they had to do. But so, but my grandma when she had a divorce. And she went back to my grandpa, I mean, great grandpa. What he ended up doing was at the edge of their property at, well, they had this huge estate. They just built her a house. They just literally just built her a house just so she could live there with my, with my mom and my aunt.
0: Oh, wow. So
1: he's like, well, I can't take you back in, but I'll just build you, build you a separate house so you could be close to me down the block. Yeah. And then you can, you can live there. (laughs) And then so like. That's almost better yeah but I, I mean it's it's different it's it's just crazy like like i'm just like wow that's so crazy so i'm like learning all this stuff about my history and my and my um dude, that's where you get your like fucking I, bullshit from dude you got it from your grandma dude she's just full of bullshit she is,
0: like man. anytime there was a rule she's like fuck that shit dude i'm fucking whoever i want yeah. i want to be educated
1: you i want to fucking read son yeah that's tight yo she drove like she did like a lot of like like driving for women is like, it's like pretty edgy, you know? It's Isn't like, that damn. interesting? Cause you wouldn't, ne- this is on your mom's side. Yeah. This is my mom's side. So
0: it's, it's weird because the way you describe your mom, she seems to be relatively a lot more tame than that. Yeah. So it
1: skipped the generation and then it went to you. Well, my mom said that my grandma was so assertive to the point where she was too controlling. Oh. So my mom didn't have to do anything cause she grew up with like her, her mom, like doing everything for her. So mm. she said that like when she was little, she didn't have a voice because my, uh, my, my grandma would be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my mom was like, I, I want to be a school teacher. And then my grandma would be like, no, you're going to be a nurse. But isn't that, <laughs> that, That's so fucking weird because your mom hated that. Yeah. But she would still do it to her own kid. Not, not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, like I had a lot of freedom, but she wanted me to be a musician. I mean, not like your mom, your grandma. Oh, Your grandma would do that
0: Because your mom was trying to learn From the other way around A little bit, right? Yeah, when your mom got um, older And your guys' relationship Started getting closer Mm -hmm. She started changing her ways a little bit Maybe in reflection Of what she had with her parent But because your grandma... Fought against what her parents want You would have thought That would have trickled down A little bit she's a
1: stubborn ox man
0: That's fucking crazy Cause it's a little hypocritical Of her right It is It's like wait Hold on a second (laughs) You were happy being the tomboy With the fucking tussled hair Sucking whatever dick you wanted And all of a sudden With your own daughter You're like You're still gonna listen To what I say Yeah That's so odd I wouldn't think That would be the case I think
1: she just has A really strong personality man Cause like um, She used to live at my house So the day she flew Into the states To kind of live with us Is the day I was born yeah and i guess like it's been turbulent in the house ever since she came in yeah because she's got she's so fucking headstrong and you know like in an asian family like it's very patriarchy like it's like father's supposed to be the top dog right yeah but then also the oldest supposed to be the top dog Uh uh-huh so there's always this battle between my dad and my grandma my dad's not He's not articulate. He He's not intelligent. Like he's a musician that just cares about his music. Yeah. So he wasn't really good at explaining himself or arguing his points. Mm. And my grandma's so damn good that she, he just always fucking ran circles around him. And he would get so frustrated because he because he, he can't explain himself. Right. So it, it got to the point where he she had to go. <laughs> oh, wow. So they kicked her out and then she had moved my back uncle. To Japan. No, no. So she would move. She moved to NorCal and live with my uncle. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's hard, man, because I know that my mom's super headstrong, too. Yeah. But even, I mean, she says it, though. She's going to understand that, you know, when it comes to me, you know, when Mario and I get married, that's yeah. going to be our household. Like, yeah. you could stay, say your opinions, but if I don't take it, you're just going to have to understand it's not your household. Yeah. So, that's I think that's the hard part is when a parent doesn't know... To understand that your child's life is their life. Yeah. At a certain point, you yeah. know, you're gonna have to let go of those reins and allow them to live. And I'm saying this too right now as somebody who isn't a parent, but because I know I'm gonna have trouble with that shit. I've, I I used to have that trouble with friends, mm-hmm. right? So when I was younger, and this is something that I used to hate uh, about myself that I learned to fix is how I used to give advice. Uh, versus forcing somebody To take it in which mm. a lot of people Fuck up on this shit a lot Because it's yeah. something I used to do when I was in my teens Yeah So for example When a friend would come up to me And ask for advice I would give them advice And if they didn't take it I would hate them for it Yeah You know it's like Well why'd you fucking ask me In the first you place You wasted my
1: time Yeah Because I
0: invested my feelings Yeah Exactly Which is kind of stupid though Because how you should give advice, or in my opinion, is when you give somebody advice or you tell something that you might think may be beneficial for them, it's up to that person to decide whether mm-hmm. to take it or not. And you as a friend are just being there just to support them and yeah. try to help them out. If they don't take it, it's on them. You didn't waste your time because they were helped for
1: whatever it was in that purpose, You know, in that time. You know what's annoying, though, is when they keep coming back and asking the same question. That's a little different. <laughs> like, like, you know, yeah. ask holes, ask. The oh, ask holes. my God, dude. I had so many ask hole friends. They would ask you questions and try to convince you. Like, they already know what the answer is, but they don't yeah. want to admit it. They just want confirmation for their thoughts. Yeah. So they'll just be like, oh, don't you think it's kind of funny and stupid to do it this way? Don't you think? And yeah. And it's like, no, nah, I don't think that. But don't you think? Um, It's like, shut up, fool. Do you want me to just agree? Yeah, so you, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can go out and tell other people, like, Joe thinks that too. Yeah.
0: You know, like, it's God, it, damn. That's, that's just them just wanting to hear themselves speak at that point. Yeah. And they're
1: just kind of look for the confirmation. From you, yeah, what they're doing. It drives me crazy because it's like you don't want to solve a problem, you just want to confirm your own
0: thoughts and be right, yeah. And you know, like giving advice to sometimes hard because, like, sometimes I'll preface. Now that I'm older and I tend to be a lot more straightforward than I was when I was younger, I'll always ask somebody, hey, do you want me to give it to you straight or do you want me to say it in a way that will spare your feelings a little bit, <laughs> right? So you have that option, right? Yeah. And I always say, yo, take take everything that I say with a grain of salt because yeah. I'm not you. Yeah. So I'll give an option. So if they could take the harsh one, then you made that choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've literally – Like, for example, like I mentioned this before, but when somebody was asking me that they wanted to be an actor and they (laughs) came up to me with some bullshit and I fucking roasted the fuck out of them, Yeah, you know, and I was like, well, this is the advice that you wanted. You came up with some stupid thoughts and I wanted to crush that shit before you moved on to the next step and then fail. Yeah. You know, so like those assholes are kind of annoying just because it's like, what are you, what are you here for? Yeah. Like, what's the point of this? They don't even know that they're being an asshole. Because in that, that kind of point, it's just, it's like that whole take, take and take relationship. Yeah. Because there are certain people that come into your life that only come to you when they need something from you.
1: Yeah. And they're emotionally exhausting. Yes. Yeah.
0: When you get older, man, like that, that, that threshold for bullshit gets smaller yep. and smaller yep. and smaller. So I tend to invest my emotions in the people I care about. But if I don't care about you, I really don't give a fuck what happens to you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's the hard part.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's all about being mature, right? Is like knowing when to invest your heart into something. Yeah. And knowing when to care. It's yeah. like controlling all that is like a mastery. Like it's, it's hard. It's hard as fuck because everything's annoying. Yeah, I, I think one, I mean, you and I have the similar
0: problem. I think it's just because we go fucking angry Japanese Korean people. <laughs> like when we feel something, we want to express it immediately. Yeah, And sometimes you just need to fucking step back and be like, is it worth fucking punching this person in the face? You know, like it's just not. It, it What does it do? Yeah, Exactly. You know? And I had to learn that the hard way, specifically yeah. being in a in a long-term relationship. Oh yeah. because yeah, you know this too. This is this is was is just your longest relationship, right? Yeah.
1: She's she's the longest Mariel relationship. Mariel is my me. longest yeah. relationship too. Yeah. So
0: like the biggest thing I had to learn was to control my fucking mouth. Yeah. As to, and not just like blurt how I, what I feel at the fucking moment. Yeah. Because typically before when I was with somebody, <laughs> if I didn't like their bullshit, it's like yeah. peace, bitch. Yeah. For I'm sure. Yeah. And then you'll find someone else. Yeah. I'll find somebody else. I need to hear your fucking yeah. shit. But then when it comes to somebody that you want to be with for a very long time that you actually care about, mm-hmm. you have to learn how to control these impulses. Yep. You have to be mindful of people's emotions and how they feel. And you want that same return back. Yeah. So like I, I just remember even – I think more so for her it was more difficult because uh, like I, I understand like I'm not very typical in terms of like the people that normal people are with. I think you two, we're not very typical, right? Yeah. So we don't really – we're just different you know what i mean like we,
1: yeah a lot of people they know how to maneuver their words well yeah or they're they're more tactful. they just they just hold back saying certain things yeah so it's like most people don't say things like that where we just let it all out yeah and, and sometimes it's, it's too much oh yeah definitely
0: yeah. you know yeah. like for example you know we, we we talked about this too where the the qualities that you fucking love about somebody are the same fucking reasons you hate them to death <laughs> like you to fucking death yeah like like for example, like you could. Here's a <laughs> that's great that's example true. for guys out there. Yeah. So you meet this girl, right? She's beautiful. She's lovely. Whatever. All right, and you also like the fact that she's a strong woman that has a very strong opinion about a lot of things and completely honest. Great. That's Problem what we is, want. Yep, yeah. That's what we ask for. Yeah. Problem is that shit gets fucking annoying sometimes. Like when yep. you're just like chilling. Sometimes a girl will look at you and be like. Once you get that crust off your face, you're ugly. I'm like, what the fuck, bitch? I was just, I was eating a bagel. Why you gotta? <laughs> yeah. why, why you gotta? What the fuck, no man? filter. Yeah, like that's what I asked for. I asked for this like unfiltered yeah. like woman with the
1: strong opinion.
0: Yeah. But when I'm eating my cream cheese and bagel, how about you not call me ugly, huh? How about that, <laughs> bitch?
1: Yeah, exactly, dude. I'm just like, I'm brushing my teeth, and I'm like, why you gotta call me fat? <laughs> I just my I know my belly jiggles when I. When I'm brushing my teeth I'm telling you man That's like the the lesson that I learned early on It's like oh shit Everything that I love about you Is the same reason why I fucking hate you dude But I do still appreciate it though Because I think I've been with so many relationships Where I'm like please just communicate with me I want to have a conversation I can't even have a conversation with you Because you can't even express your words You know you can't You don't know what's going on in here And you can't even say it out loud Because a lot of these girls they grew up being told shut up by their parents or something, whatever it is, they're afraid to speak. And maybe it's more prevalent in the Asian American community where like, if you have immigrant parents, a lot of them, um, you know, and then that's where like being passive aggressive and all these other things come out and they hold resentment because you can't solve issues. And I'm, I'm just like praying to God, like, please, I just want to, I want a partner that I can just sit down and honestly have a conversation with and try to solve shit together with. So, That's what I fucking love about it is like, I got what I wanted. Yeah. But while I'm, when I'm sitting there eating a Cheeto, just watching TV, (laughs) I'll come up and slap your bad tit. ass? (laughs) And I'm like, damn man, what the
0: fuck? You know what I found out? Like I, I I remember just thinking I wanted a girl who was, you know, just didn't have, I want, I don't want to say opinions, but was just kind of chill about everything. Right. And it turns out I actually disliked that girl the most. Yeah. It's, because it's that thing of tr- having to try to figure out what they're thinking right. and they dislike right. And I also grew up in a household where my mom was uh, highly opinionated yeah. About fucking everything <laughs> about ev- So that's the type of woman that I grew up with So I grew up yeah. around women who were number one, highly opinionated uh-huh. Wasn't afraid to speak their Crass. fucking mind Crass yeah. as fuck yeah. You know and Just very strong right. And for some reason I thought I wanted The exact opposite That uh-huh. I wanted a strong woman who, But who was still quiet Didn't really give a fuck About a lot yeah. of things That's not true at all The last girlfriend I had Was like that yeah. it Bored me to fucking death yeah. Like we would We would have arguments About certain things And I think I would say things That I, I just wanted to see What she was thinking And she would just be like You're probably right It's like
1: no, you well, can't respect someone who doesn't stand their ground. Yeah, like yeah. what are you
0: thinking? I need to know what what is going on in your mind, right? And maybe to her argument, she's like, "I don't want to fight about it. There's nothing to fight. I just want to hear what you think, because we can yeah. get to a point where we should be able to dis- to discuss
1: about these things civilly." Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of people grow up in a household where like any kind any type of discussion or disagreement is considered like challenging your parents or like oh it's like disrespect. It's disrespect. So then I I don't. I I don't think they're comfortable expressing their thoughts. In a Korean household, too, I used to hear this shit all the time, especially when
0: I kind of, like, I guess in their mind, talked back. Yeah. That means, like, why are you always
1: talking back? That's what I heard, too. (laughs) It was like, I was just asking questions because I want to learn. Like, I I don't want to fuck up next time. But then I just get smacked across the face and it's like, yo, have common sense. You should know already. That yeah. was, that was what I was told. And I'm like, yeah. damn dude. Like, well, fuck, I don't even want to say anything.
0: Yeah. And there's like another th- thing that a lot of Korean people say. He
1: goes, don't You don't even know that t- shit. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know that shit. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, it's what like, do you mean? But you know what though? Um, You know, like, like at this age now, my mom, she cries and she tells me like, fuck you, you helped me wake up. Like she was like, when you would challenge us back in a day, and ask certain questions that we had no answer to, it would challenge our ego, and we you know that pride would get hurt, so we would turn it back onto you and 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 be punish you for even asking those questions. But instead of sitting there and working through these thoughts like adults, like we were so tired and like she was just like, "Fuck, I'm so sorry, like we all could have been better and I'm like, that's awesome. like the point that you're telling me this now, to me, that's awesome. That's all I can ask for. But it, it just sucks that like this is very prevalent in an immigrant household or like a, you know, like parents with with pride, like you know what I mean. Like and and, and when they grow up doing it that way, like it it happens in a relationship too. Like you don't know how to speak to
0: each other. Yeah, and then to your mom's credit, what she actually said too is very true, especially in the immigrant family when they come to the states. It's, it's hard for people to say to somebody who doesn't have money, who doesn't have resources, yeah. to say, why don't you just sit down and talk to your kids? Yo, when you're working fucking like 80, 90 hours a week, yeah, that's the, kind of like the last thing that you want to do. And you <laughs> yeah. can say as much as you want. Well, if it's for your kid, you should put that time in. You're sh- look, and in your household too, unhappy marriage. Yep. Right Wanted to leave their partner Financially things are fucking up Right yep. Kids have maybe has like, Maybe you were like super excitable You were all over the yeah, place Yeah I had
1: ADHD man Yeah that you know crazy. Yeah, And
0: the fastest way to punish a kid Is to smack them upside the head And, and tell yeah. them Don't ask fucking questions <laughs> Because that's the only way They know how to deal with yeah. it And it's hard to ground a kid And take something away from a kid When they don't really have much Right what are you going to take away from me? I'm yeah. broke. You're poor. I'm poor. We're There's all no poor. There's no grounding. There's no ground. It's like, yeah. go to your room. Great. I'm a fucking jack off all day. Yeah. What the fuck do you know? That's a great time for me. You know? So like, you know, when that whole grounding... I remember my dad actually tried to ground me. Yeah. It didn't do shit. Nah. It didn't do shit. I'm like, grounding? Cool. Go to my room. Man, I'm going to just start drawing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just going to chill, dude. I remember one time... uh, my dad, I forgot he punished me. And this fool got so fucking mad because after the punishment happened, I was like, cool. I went to my room and I started practicing singing this Brian Night song. Yeah. <laughs> la-da, la-da, la-da. And then my dad's like, you're fucking singing after I just <laughs> punished you. Oh, and I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to fucking sing in my feelings, dog. Like, let me <laughs> let me get my R&B on. And this will beat my ass because I was singing some Brian McKnight. Him, dude. <laughs> oh, Do I ever cross your mind? And he goes, what the fuck? <laughs> you're singing? This is how you reflect on your punishment. And he starts beating my ass again. And then my mom comes and she goes, Why are you hitting him? He goes, Because he's singing. She goes, Let him sing. Like, our fucking. If I look back at the fight, it's so ridiculous, dude. Why are you singing? My mom's like, just let the boy sing. He's not <laughs> reflecting about what he's doing wrong. He's just singing. He's singing love songs. Yeah. <laughs> How is that reflecting? Yep. And I'm just sitting there, just crying, trying to sing a Brian Night song
1: in my fucking room, get in my See, ass. See, it was beat. the song that you fucked up on. Imagine if it was like a hymn. I know. A hymn,
0: Light the world. of the World, you He's like, down. that's right, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you believe, you pray to Jesus to pour your soul. You can <laughs> your pucker. you
1: <laughs> 20,000 Hail Marys. 20,000 Hail Mary motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking so true, man. And it sucks because there's a lot of people still in that. Like, we went through a roller coaster, but there's people out there right now that's going through it and um people listening or like people that went through it and they never really like dealt with it. You know, like yeah. they, they never like came to this, like, peace with their parents like they yeah. still hold on to that shit
0: yeah i get a little sad too because sometimes the foundation that you have with your parents wasn't set in order for you to have a comfortable conversation with them yeah. and you know like we mentioned this on a previous podcast where it's it's just there's no empathy on both sides like you, you're not understanding where your parents came from yeah and they're not really trying to understand you so it kind of works both ways like my dad The last time we had a huge fight We had a heart to heart And he said this That kind of You know Struck a chord with me And I told him I was like You know You consistently want to have A relationship with me And then my mom told me this too And she goes You know what You should feel bad for your dad And I was like Why He goes Not pity him But think about this Like He grew up in a broken household Where You know My dad's story is fucking crazy Yeah And we'll get that We'll get into that At another time But She goes He has always wanted A close family Right But because he wanted this close family, his expectation of what he thinks a family should be is skewed
1: because he didn't have that. Oh, so, so he's imagining like perfection exactly. When in the reality, that's not what a close family is yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So he wants you to
0: he wants to us to buy a big house where we live in it, you live in it, your family lives in yeah. like a multi generational home. Yeah. But. Like he, she had a conversation with my dad She goes If you wanted that You wanted your son to be a Korean person Yeah Why the fuck did you take us to America Yeah Why Yeah Like how can you have this expectation for your son To be a Korean Korean person When you chose to raise him in a different environment That was your choice (laughs) And why are you so annoying if you want people (laughs) close to you Exactly (laughs) And you know that's the thing Because he doesn't know how to connect sometimes And uh, you know to his credit, he's trying yeah. But he's very socially awkward in that right. sense And I have to learn how to maneuver around this Because I told him when we had the huge argument I go, well, why can't you just talk to me? Yeah. Just have a Don't lecture me Don't tell me how to live my life yeah. Just fucking talk to me Like how mom does When mom and I talk We just talk about bullshit And we have a good time And he said to me He goes, David I didn't have that when me and your, you know, your grandma, yeah. how I talk to you, that's how your grandma talks to me well, yeah. when she was alive. Your grandpa, that's how he talked to me. Yeah, I don't know how to do Just it. Just commands. Yeah. yeah. He goes, you're asking me to do something that I was never le- taught how to do and yeah. I don't know how to do. So that's not fair for you to say that to me. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. It's, I mean,
1: true, but man, you got to learn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, we all got to learn. It's too. hard. He doesn't yeah. even sometimes know how to have a conversation with my mom. So That's crazy because he's a pastor and you would think that a pastor is so socially wealthy with like people yeah. and you know i, I or is it because this. he's always in a higher position yeah. that people come to him for comfort and he's really good at listening and giving advice and being luxury kind of i feel like in a
0: korean church yeah. it's more like they look at the the name the pastor is yeah. such a as such a revered a person inside Wait, they're the called church. boksans. Boksan, uh, boksan. Oh, that's dope because we call it bokshi. Oh, that's very similar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so they're looked at in a revered state. So most of the time, these pastors, yeah, they you know they have meals with each other, they eat and stuff, but it's more like they're coming to them as a higher person, as a counselor. So he's speaking to them versus having a great conversation yeah. with them. And so. That's the thing that used to always throw me off Because in the back of my mind as a kid I always thought to my dad It's like, how come you are so good to your church people But you're not that great to me Like your own family But that really wasn't the case It's the form of communication was different And, you know, learning to had that speaking moment with my dad is when I learned a lot about him because I just learned, oh shit, he never, he doesn't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm expecting him to do something my mom's good at, but my mom's just different. Yeah. My mom's, my mom's different. She's not like most Korean parents. She's just a weirdo. <laughs> you know, she's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. When Mariel met, met my mom, she's yeah. like, wow, your mom's really easy to talk to. She's yeah. super
1: fun. And I'm there's like, no separation, right? Mm-hmm. Like most traditional Asian families, there's like this hierarchy. And the separation is pretty different. Yeah. Like there's, you you do have that level of respect where they're almost a stranger every single time you see them. Yeah. Right. There's there's this there's this love, but there's no like
0: that grounded level of love. It's yeah. almost like, I don't want to say force, but it's like I love you because you're my parent. You know, and not because I love you because I love you. In, in in other households you see. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think like I got kind of fortunate in the sense of how I connect with my mom is like that. And now my my now my dad too, after we yeah. worked our bullshit out. So. Well that's because your mom is more folksy, right? Like Yeah, she's country as yeah. fuck, dude. This woman's a bumpkin, dude. Yeah. Like if I drew a picture of my mom, just picture like Crocs fucking uh, swishy pants, uh, a fucking
1: vest from North Face and a wheat coming out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I feel like that stereotype's true, like, all over the world. Like, the more country you are, the more, like, human you are, the more closer you are, yeah. the more down to earth. Yeah. And then the more, like, prestigious or city or whatever, the stereotype is, like, yeah, you're more, like, fake, really, or just political. Yeah. And but, there's just yeah. a lot of, like, conversation, too, that I
0: think I started to learn when I was older. Like, uh, especially with our friends and personal relations that we do have. And you know this now, too. It's... When my dad used to say something to me When I was a kid I used to get super combative with him yeah. And he would be like Hey, when you meet a girl Understand where her family comes from Yeah. And I looked at him like Dude, you judgmental bitch, man <laughs> But it's you, so true yeah. yeah, I'm like, you go judge these people Before you even get to meet them you're, yeah. you're such a piece of shit But what my dad was saying was How you grow up is a direct reflection Of what you become when you're older
1: Yeah, they just suck at explaining things Exactly yeah. Yeah. Until- But they're not wrong they're not wrong right.
0: But to, you know As a young person That's very combative I think if he would have Better explained it Then I would have Better understood it Because all I heard was You don't want me To marry a black girl <laughs> You know <laughs> You don't want me To marry my Latina heat Dude yeah. But you don't like Fucking Mexican chicks I love that booty You know That's all yeah. I was thinking But what he was saying Was that If if somebody comes From a broken home You're gonna see that Reflected in their lives yeah. And it's something A burden that you're Gonna have to carry as well yeah. And I started finding that out When I started dating people Yeah like, a lot of girls with daddy issues yep. had very similar problems. Mm-hmm. Same thing with boys with mommy issues yep. have very similar
1: problems. Yep. And I was like, "Holy shit, he's right. He was yeah. fucking right." I mean, definitely broken home. I mean that that's something that's what brings me close with Jess because of our experiences. Yeah. But what we realize is like, so she was raised by her dad. I was raised by my mom. Yeah. And we both have this expectation of what a what our Male and female figure should be. Yeah. But we don't know how to act like a good male or female figure. So, for example, she knows what a good dad is supposed to be like, right? But she doesn't know how to fill that role of a good female because there's no female role model. Mm-hmm. And then for me, it's like I have expectations about what a, what a good female role model is supposed to be. Yeah. But I don't know how to fill the role of a good male role model. Yeah, So that's a huge thing that we realize like, oh, wow, like we have these weird expectations, but we don't know how to put in the work because we didn't have a good role model of yeah. that figure, like a good male figure and a good female figure. Yeah, So, yeah, there's definitely extra baggage and things that you have to work through. But I mean, that's kind of the beauty of it is when you can relate. And not turn against each other. You could really work together as a team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, you get to that point, man. And
1: getting to that point too is so hard because you have to fight and fight and yeah. fight and fight. I don't know how people do it, man. Because it's not only emotionally exhausting, but you have to self-reflect and be very intelligent about the way you do things. Yeah. That shit's hard, man. Because we're hard. all animals. Like, I mean, just the type of households we grow up grew up in, I look back and I'm like, my family... Was a bunch of fucking baboons, dude. We were like monkeys shitting in our hands, throwing it at each other. Yo,
0: yo, yo! I tell the story too all the time. Yo, I witnessed my mom throw a filled rice cooker at my dad's head. Yeah, that's like like some ape shit, dude. Yeah, I saw my mom take a rice cooker, rip it out from the wall, and chuck it at my dad. If you go to my house, you'll see where that where the counter cracked. And my dad put cement glue and reattached it from where my
1: mom missed him. through yeah. threw the rice cooker. Bunch of apes, dude. People yelling in the house. Like, I mean, you know, it's it's such an unintelligent way to live. Like, it's it's such a bad bad way to like just be a human being. It's almost like you lose control and you become this animal. Yeah, and then you just acting. It's so stupid. I get you know, and I think too, we always try to
0: not be the things that we hated seeing growing up Mm -hmm. but sometimes that's just like embedded in you and it just seeps out like (laughs) i see the stuff that my dad does that pisses my mom off and i'm like you idiot why do you do that shit yeah and then i do the same shit to burial oh no like like for example like um when we first started going out i didn't know when to cut out the jokes so i would always make fun of her so your dad is a big jokester yes and he he like (laughs) Dude, he says some fucking savage ass shit. So to he my just mom. keeps roasting all day long. Yeah, and he doesn't know when to cut that shit out. Yeah. And then my mom will get fucking upset. Like, I remember one time we were eating <laughs> dinner and then my, my brother was there too. And then we were in tears laughing. But then my mom was not having it because yeah. my mom cooks some food and my mom loves cooking, right? So you just generally know you don't fuck around with the stuff that people love a lot. Yeah. So my mom, the way that she connects is cooking food. So she's cooking the food and she makes something for my dad. It's like this beef dish. And my dad eats it and he goes, hmm it's uh it's kind of tough right and my mom's like that's not tough it's delicious yeah right and i'm kind of laughing and then <coughs> my, my mom eats it and she goes look it's fine by me like my teeth are okay and then my dad looks at it he goes you call those things dangling from your mouth teeth
1: oh <laughs> and, and, dude, dude just, not only does he diss the cookie he is he
0: her teeth <laughs> no. I just, yo i was Busting up in tears laughing no. And then my mom is not laughing dude. She's just sitting there Just mad dogging him Like what the fuck Did you just say to me That's so fucked up And dude. then she comes And she just grabs the food out She goes don't eat the shit then oh, <laughs> she just takes the shit. <laughs> And then me and my brother Are just laughing dude <laughs> She was like which means "don't eat it." Which this is day. recently. This is like a few years back. Oh my god! But dude. that's
1: the type of shit my dad says. Would he have said that if there was no audience? Oh like, yes, he would. They just
0: fight like that every day. That's why they fight. Because my dad always oh my says god. some insensitive ass shit, or he he has a. Why hat. does he take out his? Why does he do that? I don't know. He thinks it's funny, you <laughs> it know. Is, well,
1: it could be. That's <laughs> like fuck, dude. That's fucked up. There's consequences. Oh, I always say sure. like I always say like you you know. If you play with fire and you get burnt, that's your fault. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do that joke, just shit, man. You're, you, you're getting what's coming to you.
0: Yeah, there's some weird stuff like learning, just watching my parents. And I'm like, oh, wow, dude, they're just normal people, man. <laughs> they're going through like normal people shit. The way they, the things that they fight about is the same shit that I fight about. Yeah. And I start to learn a little bit more about myself as I, as I begin to observe my parents. Because you put them on a pedestal. And then you realize, oh, man, you guys are fucking dumb. <laughs> Dude, I, yo, I wish I learned this shit when I was younger, though, because then I think I would have had a lot more empathy towards them. But I started learning it only like four or five years ago. Yeah. Which kind of sucks because I wasted like
1: 25 years. Well, they have a different face for us. Yeah. So, you know. Well, also, your parents stuck together. Yeah. I think when, when you do come from a broken home, you learn really quick that they're not invinci- they're not invincible. Cause you see the the household split. And yeah, it's like, you see Whoa. the weakness, and then you you lose respect, and then you go, ah, yeah. oh, like you're pretty weak. Your yeah. mom, though, she
0: I would never guess that she is that old. Cause, when <laughs> cause the way you fucking describe her, dude, you did you describe her like she was the crypt keeper, dude. Like she was this old. <laughs> dusty fuck we're just like fucking powders coming out of her asshole she's like a fairy dude she's fucking light <laughs> on her feet as fuck she looks good <laughs> i know she's like
1: shit 72 or some shit I yeah don't know. she's like, like
0: seven yeah. years maybe like six years older than my mom yeah but she looks yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe arguably younger than my mom really you think so i think
1: she's, she's so sprightly yeah well she, she has young energy for sure yeah she has a lot of youth in her like uh, she's a cheerful person, man. Like, um, it's it's she's always been that way. I think she's a bit bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> she she goes through these spurts of high intense happiness, and yeah. like she'll just be tired as fuck, and then um, she just goes up and down like that. She's still working right now. No, she retired. Oh, when did she retire? Yeah, uh, years ago, like four or five years ago. Oh, so yeah. she's like chilling right now. Wait, yeah, yeah, but she she worked. Into her, well, into her sixties, man, and she had a. She worked graveyard at the retirement center. She, like, she was a nurse and all that stuff. Mm. Um, but like she lived most of her life servicing others, and she told me like she lived so much of her life like as a service to others that she doesn't know how to live for herself. Mm. Like, like you know, when she got married, or well, before she married my dad, she was, you know, she was like living like through my grandma's vision and decision. Yeah. And then once she married my dad, she was like, like a good follower to him. Yeah. And then after that, you know, uh, she was living with me and then she went and, and um, pretty much uh, went to go take care of my grandma in Japan. So she went back to Japan like 15 years ago or something like that. Um. And then, so she, all of her life, like she's been living to, basically serve others she's just a giver man she makes she gets so happy giving and giving and giving she has no ideas on her own and then when she retired she was just like i don't know what to do Mm. like i really don't she's like i thank goodness she started dating somebody and someone who absolutely love her so like my stepdad like he's the opposite of her you know like very Mm very adventurous like he loves yeah. traveling like he's a straight up fob like he stole away <laughs> on a cargo ship and came to america got his citizenship you know back then oh, he he's said an american was, citizen yeah he says back then it was uh easier to be an illegal immigrant and then just get your citizenship oh it
0: was way easier before nine eleven, dude yeah it was super easy
1: <laughs> well yeah well especially for japanese citizens Yeah. so he came in here um, He worked for the government, Washington, D.C. Like he spoke English. I mean, his English is pretty damn good. Right. So and like, you know, he rode motorcycles and he just loved traveling. So so him being with my mom was really awesome because he pushes her to like try shit like my mom. She wouldn't even eat street food because she's afraid that Whoa, people really? are going to look at her and judge her. Yeah. Well, because like, like I said, like she grew up in that prestigious world. Oh, that's right. That's right. So like for them eating street food, eating, eating, you know, at lower class class restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't want people to see me because i'm not of this class and it's like bitch no one even cares anymore like we're not in a caste system you know like no one (laughs) no one knows like like you just you just brought up that way to think that like oh we're a family of prestige so we can't do this we can't do the commoner stuff or else there's gonna be rumors and then it's gonna make the family look bad but it's like well shit bad you know bad news but that's been over with. No one gives a fuck about her family. No one knows we exist. Yeah. You know? But it's in her mind still, so she can't even sit down and enjoy udon or stand and eat udon, like eat food on the subway. So me and like her um husband, like my stepdad, we're just sitting there. We're eating street food, we're laughing, and she's just standing there like, "No, it's okay." And we're like, "Come on, you know, eat it with us." But he's getting her to try shit. She's she's looking at you like you're a fucking savage. But what I love about it is she never pushed those things onto me. It's yeah, just how she, was, she like, was "Yeah, she was like, I'm so happy that you're the opposite of me because you're so like adventurous." And she's like, "That's why I didn't put too many rules on you because yeah. I didn't want you to grow up in fear like me." Yeah. So, so, so it's good because this. You know, this guy, this man, like, he's so adventurous and he's taking her to, like, Vietnam, Philippines, all these other countries. Dang, he's... She didn't want to eat Japanese street food. She's over here in Vietnam. Right? She's eating street food out in Vietnam, do all kinds of shit. Fucking eating tiger dick and fucking... Now she eats street food, you know, like, but she's really blossomed out of that shell thanks to him. Damn, she went
0: to Vietnam. That's some different (laughs) shit, dude. She's over there. They're chopping up fucking starfish and eating that shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yup. That's fucking wild, man That's good for you It's like she got a new lease on life Yeah, yeah And it was crazy Watching him date and shit Like I saw this Child Like I saw this like Girl with a crush And I'm like Damn, dude This old geezer's like (laughs) Falling in love and shit That's fucking tight though, man Yeah, it was crazy She's like Oh, this is what he texted me I'm like, damn! What the fuck? You're like,
0: ugh, gross! Shut the fuck up! What you mean, text, dude? Like, you see some weird ass? They'll be doing
1: some old people flirting. Like, I am thinking about you. (laughs)
0: Just just with a period. I can't wait for our date. (laughs) It's like, what the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) Are you gonna take your Metamucil before we meet? (laughs) Make sure you take your gas ex so you don't fart it up later. I know. I fucking love you. Oh, that's so fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Sometimes when I see my parents flirt, it sickens me. Like I know they're oh people, they flirt too. Uh, I saw them one time when I came back from college. Like they were chasing each other in the backyard. I was like, ugh, gross! The fuck are you doing?
1: Nasty. So I guess I guess you 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 say a lot of the arguments and fights they do, but then like they do have a friendship too. Of course, like they yeah. my, my I mean those jokes that my dads make when they hit
0: hard they hit well, but when they go bad they go really bad. Yeah. But he's a funny guy, and you know, to, my dad is somebody who is very caring. Like he's yeah. he is. To his fault he was a little too caring, which is why he got burned a lot. Mm. So when you the the hard part about giving and giving and giving is that there you will find people who would take advantage of your kindness. Is he like overbearing caring type too though? Where he's like too much? N- well, it's not that so much, It's that he used to be somebody that just if he saw somebody struggle, he would be the first person to help them out.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's
0: what made him a preacher probably. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's like the, the the Christ-like thing that he gained from the religion, right? Mm-hmm. Is to always lend a helping hand. And I don't think he was sometimes was emotionally prepared for people to take advantage of his kindness. Mm-hmm. And that happened a lot to him. Like I remember this lady, she long story short we sold a we had two businesses right mm-hmm. both of them were going really well we owned a beauty supply store and they weren't too far away from each other so this lady had a fish and chip business it was dying out she used to sell these burgers she used to bring it to us all the time i used to love those burgers um uh, her business was dying out it wasn't doing too well and she said that she wanted to stay in the states but if she didn't have a viable business she had to go back to korea and live out over there and then she, well, she wasn't a citizen uh, she was, but then she was like, "Oh, she couldn't make it here." Yeah, she yeah. couldn't make it here. She yeah, goes, yeah, "I don't yeah. want to go back." And then my dad was like, "Okay, cool." So we had this other business that was doing well, and so he goes, "Hey, I have this other business, and I'm thinking about maybe letting it go, selling it, and making some money off of it. But I'll sell it to you for a little less than what we what we bought it for, or what we started it up for." So it was we lost a shit ton of money on it, but he wanted to help her out because she was a family friend. Yeah, and he goes, "Well, if I'm going to sell, I'll just sell it to somebody that I care about." So he sells it to her, right? So, like, within a month, she re- puts it back up in the market, makes a profit profit off of it. What we would have made a profit off of, took that money she moved to Korea anyways. Wow. So she took advantage of my dad's kindness. Wow. And stuff like that happened to my dad a lot. And so he got burned from it. Yeah. And so
1: I... Because we started- were hoping she would stick around and um make... Make that business boom yeah. And then you see a person That made a life For herself well, out she, here Yeah
0: she told my dad A sob story Yeah, And then my dad Sold it to wow. her for, for pennies To, talk to the dollar That's Then she flipped up. it Took the money And moved to Korea And so now it's like Bitch if I ever see that lady I'm fucking Spartan mm. Kicking that bitch In her uterus dude I don't give a fuck But my dad got burned From that type of stuff And Well good thing She's out of America Oh thank god she is dude I don't. Damn. She's probably like 70 year old I Damn. don't give a fuck I'm choking that bitch out dude Slap slapped the dentures Out her mouth <laughs> Yes but she My dad would get burned By people like this dude There's so many other stories too Where my dad got hurt Yeah And so he tried to pass These lessons on to me So he tried to make me Very skeptical about trusting people Mm -hmm. Which to be honest with you Helped me out a lot Yeah Like I've only had really One bad business partner And that was my fault Mm -hmm. Because I had my guard down Yeah I had my I had my defenses up Which saved my ass Halfway through But it would have been better If I just trusted my instincts That my dad kind of Put into me Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, he just he just got burned so fucking much From trusting people And that's the hard part about being a giving person Is that you will face these experiences But he wasn't prepared for the bad stuff But he was always prepared for the good Yeah, And so it kind of wore on him a lot So he would always tell me Be careful about who you trust Yeah, Don't just trust anybody There are likable people in this world mm-hmm. Which is a story I always tell But there's likable people But it doesn't mean that they're good people Exactly And that's what would happen to my dad But you're a pastor That's what yeah, you're supposed to do You have to You give yeah, out a love you're taught that that's why now even when I give money to people, I don't expect them to return it back.
1: Yeah, yeah. You you we, yeah, we talked about this last time. You were like, yeah. Yeah, we just give. You just give and then like if they do then they do, but yeah. then once that leaves your pocket, it's like, hey, it's it was meant to help them. Yeah. yeah. It's gone. It is what it is. But it's important to have street smarts though. Cause oh yeah, for like, sure. what your dad is like blindly loving and giving, which yeah. is like you know, only God could do that cuz we're human beings. Yeah. And like you said, like, fuck, you give too much, you it's gonna, it's gonna burn you the fuck out. You're gonna start having a pessimistic view about human beings. But in my like, I don't know. I think over the years I've built this intuition about people. And sure, like I've made mistakes choosing mm-hmm. wrong people or whatever. But I think at the end of the day, like um you gotta do it in steps. Yeah. You can't. You can't all of a sudden Shower someone with Like overwhelming gifts Right? Yeah Like, like you gotta Kind of test the relationship Like For all the people That I do business with now Like I'm so confident In And Trusting of the relationship That I don't have to Worry about anything Oh cause we find people Who are way better than us Like I look <laughs> at the, I judge them <laughs> Like what the fuck are You
0: trusting me for dude? Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. They're such sweet people, man. Yeah. And, you know, I I think that's the, that's one of the lessons that we learned was to maybe
1: not so much trust in the business, but trust in the people. Exactly. That's, that's all I've always done. Yeah. Is people always ask me like, oh, why don't you like do it this way in in your business? Or like, why don't you hire these kind of skilled people or whatever? And I'm like, nah, man, that's not my system. My system is, yeah, it's, I like these people. I could depend on them. I trust them. So- that's it. That's, yeah. that's all it is. It's super simple. I mean, I can go the other route and be like the corporate style where it's soulless and it's just all about skills and all about getting the job done. But why? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have just worked in the company if I wanted to be a shark like that. Yo, I'm
0: trying to learn, you know, this year to figure out things that make me happy. Obviously money makes me happy too, which I don't have a lot of anymore, but <laughs> like, um, just like something small, right? Yeah. For example, what sparks joy? Well, dude, fucking, you know, I, I, I was first of all, I was fucking up her name. I thought her name was Maricon, which also means like, Maricon, which means like faggot <laughs> in Spanish or something. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I was calling her fucking faggot Maricon. this whole time. I was like Maricon, Maricon, and my friend was like Maricondo. I was yeah. like, oh, it's not Maricon. I was like, what's Maricon? Why does that sound so familiar? It's because that means like faggot in Spanish. Yeah. I was like saying faggot all over the place. Oh no! I felt so bad. I had no idea. I wasn't trying to say that, but yeah. I was just like. I was like, "Why does Maricon Sound so familiar?" And I was like, "Oh, because it's a it's a it's a very derogatory word." So I, I but Marie either way, Kondo. she's been, um, like, I watched her show on, Netflix, but I've heard about her for a while because yeah. of her book, and it it blew up. It kind yeah. of taught people, um, not not so much not to have, to, to waste your money on buying things. It's about organizing your life and figuring out what purpose it has in your life. Yeah. Right, which held it
1: up with a lot of things that have purpose. Yeah, instead of a lot of clutter Yeah, that just takes up space. Does it yeah.
0: spark joy? And yeah. that was the biggest question. And so um, When I was watching it, it kind of coincided with my new year's goal of trying to figure out what makes you happy mm-hmm. And it's just to have things just to have it doesn't make me happy. No,
1: it's the purpose or the reason or
0: the sentiment or the whatever exactly yeah. and so like it even goes back to something small as for me when I was going through a lot of shit, like specifically trying to figure out what I was doing, dude, I I just started buying things in yeah. my in my spare time, just because of that momentary
1: happiness that I got from buying. You go, ooh, I want that. Yep, and it felt good. I mean, that was me collecting spears and swords. <laughs> like, ooh, I could smash some motherfucking watermelons with this. Yeah.
0: And it was like all this like stuff that made me temporarily happy. Yeah, and one of the biggest things that I'm learning now, it's like. Why am I spending this money on this? You know, it doesn't matter if I have the money to spend it on it. Like, what can I be doing with this? And it's just filling my house with garbage. Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, even and even like this, I'm giving up the Tesla this year, right? Mm-hmm. Like, arguably, I could keep it and then, you know, be happy with this car. It's cool. But it served its purpose. It served its purpose. To, yeah. So let it go. Mm-hmm. Like, do I want it? What is, what is the reason why I want to keep this Tesla? It's because, honestly, it's just, if I'm just going to be 100% real... It's, it's it's part to stunt Like saying like Yo I could afford this car This is the mm. car that I have So when we had this conversation And people have People look at And you know I've read this In comments too yeah. They're like Why do you keep acting Like you're not rich Like you're not a millionaire Yeah You dumb bitch You think if I'm a Fucking millionaire I would be doing a podcast In my own fucking house <laughs> I would be setting up this camera myself. I would be setting up this. You fucking yeah. dumb. If I was a millionaire, I would let everybody know. I would be the guy that walks around with a wad of cash and I'd slap the fucking shit out of you and I'd toss a dollar in your well, face.
1: You you are technically a millionaire in assets. Kind of. But you, you might not be cash rich. I am so cash that's what people poor. don't understand about is like, like in our stages, in our 30s, right? Like as business owners, like we're still in the game of growth. Yeah. And we can choose to cash out early, we can, but that's that's too fast. I'm poor, dude. We're, I mean, I'm cash poor because yeah. a lot of the money that I do get to is I invest it immediately. Yeah. So most of my money and value is in businesses, is in investments, is in all these other things. And yeah, I mean, like what Elon Musk did is um, after he sold PayPal, he put... All of that motherfucker Inside Tesla and, all, and and he was like Living in an apartment Or some shit Like yeah. he was bankrupt Or whatever People don't under And there's something Even
0: something as Simple as this So we I did a podcast recently With uh, Edric And then I was talking to them About the go for broke situation With this yeah. right And I didn't realize that people didn't understand the difference between gross profit and net profit, which is something so basic. Well, I mean, if they didn't go to school for business or even like own a that, business. Yeah. And they so they don't
1: know. They don't know the difference. You know, a couple yeah. of
0: like messages that I got. They're yeah. like, how that doesn't make any sense. How could you be how could go for broke go from making zero to about seven figures and then you guys couldn't handle it? You guys should be rich. And mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, that's not how it works. Right. Like there's something also called manageable growth. Right, Just because something grows If yeah. you don't set up The systems in place To help you run that business You're just gonna go bankrupt right. Eventually mm-hmm. Because you put All your resources and money Into trying to manage And run something That you don't know How to run yourself Yeah. So everybody else
1: Gets paid to do it But so you walk away With nothing Yeah So to To Basically, sum it up for all of you who don't know the difference between gross profit and net profit. So, gross profit is just basically money coming in. It's technically not profit, it's gross income. Yes. So, it's all the money just coming into your business, all the sales, right? But the net profit is when you subtract the costs of operating. So, like, let's say we have a t shirt company, right? Like, and then, but first we have to put up the money. To make the t-shirt, get the design on the t-shirt, ship the t-shirt, all that stuff and and that is the cost of the operation. We also have to pay the customer service people, all that stuff. these are all costs, right, and then maybe the rent or whatever. so you factor that in and and that is the cost of the shirt, right, and then you sell it for like let's say like like the cost is seven dollars and then we sell it for like like thirty dollars, right, so the leftover. That is the net. Yeah. And I, so, yeah, yeah. And, then, so, and so that's, that's really what it is. So there's companies out there like that are, you know, they make a hundred million dollars, but they spend a hundred million dollars. Yeah. You know, that, that, so they're a broke company, technically. Yeah. You know, so, um, it's, it's really interesting in the business world. There's so many different ways when you're talking about profit, too. Yeah. There's not just, it's just so, so many things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I I didn't realize until I read the
0: a couple of comments and a couple of messages they want clarity on it or it wasn't even some some people were just being rude you know but I you know I'm not really I'm not really mad about that it's more like oh okay so this is what it is like there's just basic business stuff that a lot of people don't understand they don't yeah they don't get and, it and you know that's okay like I understand it was just kind of like oh shit so what people a lot of people who don't own businesses they just see it from the outside they go you have a business you're balling there's nothing there's no knowledge oh. in between that they they really know about yeah. so I mean, just to touch on that, so with, with Gopher Broke, if I were to explain it even further than the other podcast, it was that what I mean by the company grew so big that we couldn't handle it is that, number one, that we weren't properly staffed. Yeah. Uh, and number two, because we weren't properly staffed, a lot of our money went into buying things for the company in terms of services and goods that we didn't know how to manage, so we used all our money on that. And number th- the, the number th- what three or four, I forgot, whatever, but we just we
1: only did it 10% of the time, each of us. Yeah. So and it's a learning experience. Not yeah. everyone is going to know before they do the actions. And that's one of the dark side of entrepreneurship, yeah. right? Like, Like what they don't tell you is <clears throat> all the failures yeah. like that that we have to go through to learn our lesson. And sure we could have sat down and we could have analyzed, we could have learned, we could have read and we could have talked to consultants. Sure. All yeah. those things there there could have been 100% preventive things that we could have gone through, but I I always say the best lessons that you learn is the the ones that you learn like go through yourselves. Yeah. And then that's just the that's just the name of the game, man. Like we got to do it. And that's what separates Being a business owner and and being an employee, like when you're an employee, you can make these mistakes, but you still get your paycheck unless you make a really bad mistake and you get fired. Yeah. But regardless, if you lose the company money or not, whatever you do, like like I was in shipping and if I ship all the packages to the wrong places, I'm not going to get fired. They're just going to say, hey, you made a mistake. Don't do it next time. Yeah. But the company eats that cost. Yeah. They lose money because they got to now reship it to the right place and all these things. But yep. nothing happens to me. I still get my salary. Yeah. So it's very different for them because they don't understand how that works. When you're a business owner, you, you take the losses. Yeah. So if, if my employee messes up and all of the uh, shipping goes wrong, I don't make profit that month because I'm fixing all of their mistakes. I eat that risk. But in return... When it does well, five, ten years from now, I'm the one that's going to be, you know, yeah. doing way better. But that's just a give and take, right? Like, if you get a salary now, that's because you don't have to take any of the risks. Yeah. So, <clears throat> it's kind of like a fair exchange. But what ends up happening is the lack of understanding and education on both parts. That it just seems like, oh, man, like, if you're a business owner, you got it fucking good. Yeah. Like, nah, man. I like it because I get control over my choices. Yeah. But man, it's just as hard as working a job. Like I remember working a job. I mean, there's just no matter what you do, it's not going to be simple. Yeah. And it's hard, yeah, man. It is hard. Yeah. I think the when you're an
0: employee too, sometimes what what gets lost in translation, like you were mentioning, is you get to play with daddy's money. You know, yeah. daddy gives you money, you get to play. And you know, some, Sometimes like People get ahead of themselves and they go Oh I don't know why you run this company this way I
1: could do it so much better You say that Because
0: it's not The money that's paying In your fucking I used to pocket. say that
1: all the time And I was like When I start a business I'm not gonna do it this way Yeah And then I Fucked up <laughs> <laughs> It's like oh shit, that's right. this is my money that I'm playing with, yeah. now it's different, yeah,
0: now you because before you were gambling literally with somebody else's change, yep, and you're willing to make those risks because you don't see the adverse effects it has on you and yep. your lifestyle because you're still going to walk away with a paycheck, mm-hmm. you're still going to be okay with it, but that's not how the owner of the business looks at it. It's yeah. like, oh shit, like if this fucks up, this whole company can go down.
1: Yeah, and I mean, what it is, what I love about being a business owner though is the learning experience. It's just like a nonstop journey of ups and downs, and like you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. So it's kind of like this adventure because yeah. there's so much risk involved. It just makes everything so exciting. I actually like making mistakes and like doing weird shit because from that it makes life interesting.
0: Yeah, and we definitely learn because yeah. in this case and. In- I guess uh, one of the questions that people were asking is like, oh, so did go for broke fail? No, I will, I will never say go for broke no, fail. No,
1: it did not it, fail. It did not fail. Yeah.
0: It's just. It did not fail. How, 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 how does three people who put 10% of their time into a company run a
1: seven figure company? Yeah. How? How do you do that? Yeah, I. Uh, With, by the way, one person managing customer service.
0: Exactly. Oh yeah, we forgot and to that mention was that was like
1: tens of thousands of orders and shit. Exactly. Yeah. So h- how do we do this? And there was no way. And if we
0: kept this company going, we would have lost a lot more money, and mm-hmm. that shit would have killed us. Sometimes you got to
1: know when to exit. Yeah. So and it was smart yeah. for us.
0: We 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 just broke even.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, that's, that's that was why amazing. I didn't fail. It's yeah. like I got to learn all of this. I got so much experience. I know what to not do next time. I know my limits and I got to do it without paying anything. I broke even. We broke even. I didn't lose money. That's that's winning. In my book, it's winning. But I also think you have to be a bit of an optimist to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Because most people will see that as failure and they'll be like, why even do that? Why put yourself through that? Me, on the other hand, like I don't see life the same way they do. So yeah. I see it as like, that was awesome, dude. Like uh, us three, we created like this thing. Everyone got shirts. It was like awesome. And we didn't lose money and we learned so much from it. Yeah. And maybe it's, I got to tell myself that so I don't feel bad about it. But at the same time, I truly do believe that. And I feel like good about it.
0: Yeah. It's it's, it's entrepreneurship and ha- your destiny in your own hand is it's not for everybody. And <clears throat> I'm not saying that it's better. Or worse I'm saying just Some people just aren't built for it Yeah it's like Is it for you or not That's all I'm saying Because I If if I'm just being completely honest I would like To be able to have that mentality Where I could There's some people Who are so good At doing the same thing every day And they live in fucking bliss And that's the kind of life That I sometimes envy Because If you like routine If you like routine I wish I would really like routine Because if I did Then I wouldn't have to waste my time Trying to figure out everything Every day it's, it's it's kind of, it's like, I look at them, like I have a friend, guy's an engineer and the guy just, he's very happy working his nine to five and then doing his hobbies on the weekend. Yeah, I want to do my hobbies 24 seven. Yeah, same (laughs) here, same here. I want to do my hobbies 24-7. Yeah, for sure. And that's the hard part, right? It's like, okay, well, if you're going to be in that realm, then you got to figure out how to make these hobbies profitable Mm -hmm. and live like that. Even when it fails, you gotta take those losses and move on, learn from it, and try again, try again, try again. And that's gonna be what you're gonna be doing for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, I mean, money's always good, but I got into this because of the lifestyle. Yeah. Like it's like I got to get creative on how to maintain this lifestyle so I can make this work. Talking to my friend and work. This is work. This is work. Talking to my friend and entertaining people, sharing my thoughts. Like, how can I make food like work? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and some people get into business for different reasons. They'll yeah. be like, yeah, I just want to make a shit ton of money. I just want to figure out things. Some people get in for more like a holistic reason or like a more community reason. Like I want to change the world. I want to help people. Yeah. There's so many different reasons why people get into business. But I always say like there's two things people should all do is one, do a start a business. I want everyone in the world to just start a business and try it. Yeah. And, and, and just to experience it, even if they don't stick with it, just yeah. to know what it's like. And two is serve people like in a restaurant yeah humbly i want i want people everyone to experience what it's like to be a server at a restaurant yeah that shit will change you man it's it's and don't even look at it i I say don't even look at like
0: what we do too as something people should be envious of just know that we found our lane and figure out what your lane is yeah you know because a lot of the times i hear people say this they go i could do that too all right bitch do it then (laughs) If you could do yeah. what we do. What a fucking arrogant, yeah. arrogant fuck. Yeah, you hear that shit all the time. Though. It's like, I could do that. My dude,
1: be my fucking guest. Those are like the guys at the UFC fights that are watching yeah. and they're like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. It's like, really, dude? Like, yeah, you, you go in the fucking cage.
0: Yeah, like you, you be my fucking guest. <laughs> Even people who do podcasts, right? Yeah. Like, I could do a podcast. You really fucking couldn't, though. Yeah. And the reason why is just, you just weren't built for it. Do you think it's easy Sitting here having conversation It's like It's easy for us Because it's natural And we've yeah. done so much Stupid shit in our lives And fucked up so many times <laughs> We have so many things To talk about
1: It's a skill though It's just yeah. it's a
0: skill to yeah. have You don't think that I've brought like Three or four people here Already to sit at this table And have this conversation yeah. And they could not do it Yeah They couldn't do it And I didn't understand why And it's just mm-hmm. because Some people aren't wired like that
1: No they did, just did, didn't Build a skill
0: set Yeah because yeah. I look at my, my best friend He's a physician yeah. He's in his last year Of his residency And I I would never say to him, I could do what you do.
1: <laughs> I could fucking cut out a heart and put a new one in.
0: Yeah. Even, <laughs> dude, even somebody like this dude named James Cage White. <laughs> I love that dude. This <laughs> this Asian dude that goes up. He puts his feelings and his heart's on the line every day. Yeah. he Dude, Tim just sent me a text to this fool. He posted Twitter post. It's a photo that he set up. So he put, <laughs> you could you could tell he posted his phone on a coffee cup. And then he set the timer up, and he sits there, and he grabs his head like this, and he's pre- crying, pretending to cry, yeah. And he said, "Say, oh, how come I cannot finding love? Sometimes he <laughs> saw, so, I can't do that. I cannot be him. If I was him, I would die. I would fucking die." That's I- genius. That's genius work. You got to love that shit, though. Yeah, I respect his hustle. I cannot draw (laughs) those three-year-old drawings and ask people if it's a good drawing and put it on a t-shirt and sell it as merch. I bought one. This motherfucker bought that shit, dude. And I'm
1: going to buy another one soon.
0: Yo, shout out to James Cage White. Yo, if you're ever in the States, you are allowed to come on Genius Brain Podcast. Hell yeah. I want to pick your sad brain. (laughs) I I need him here. Dude, I fucking... I found out <laughs> about him because of Tim and this dude. Yeah. And because I already know how similar our sense of humor is. I already knew I was going to love this guy. I was on Vine because he he started off he Vine. He was on Vine. Yeah, he so was on Vine. I was on that fucking Vine, 30-minute Vine compilation. I watched it like 20 times in very one Very cool, very swag. I like it. I like it. So the backstory to this guy is this guy, James Cage White. He's in China. And he was trying to learn how to speak English yeah. through, through Vine, right? He so was practicing English through Vine. So he yeah. would put it up and he would get feedback on it so yeah. he was just practicing talking to somebody which is actually a great way to learn how to speak English. Yeah. And it just blew up into something else because he's so innocent. Yeah. He doesn't know how ridiculous he yeah. is. Yeah. I like apple. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> I got so fucking mad when he when he started saying banana right? Banana He used to say Balader balaler." He goes Hey This is Balader It's very cool Very swag I like it And then some people Were cracking jokes on him Saying yo You call it banana He never says Balader anymore Oh Don't break the fucking joke dude Let him say "balaler, Balader This is, this is balaler. I fucking love that guy dude oh, I, man. I remember his
1: like Food that he would always post And what I loved about the dude Is he is so fucking grateful oh yeah like he he's eating like garbage slop like straight up factory peasant shit and then he's like this is very delicious i like it and i was like it's literally just like rice and water with a little bit of pickles on the side and i was like what the fuck dude this guy is so sad and then he's eating a banana or like an apple like it's the it's like it's a dessert dude
0: and then you would give him $25 for his T-shirt. I would. Which in China is like fucking like 60 bucks. In a heartbeat, I would do it. And so he could have bananas for life. Dude, I, I genuinely like that guy, man. There are some people on the internet that are so innocent. Fucking uh, Hitman Breaker the Eye. I. I miss him too. Dude, he doesn't do anything anymore. Happy
1: birthday <laughs> to you. He had
0: Happy birthday to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah, yeah. Happy birthday to you. It's like this.
1: <laughs> and Novoroku. Novoroku. Nova, Roku. Nova Roku. Yo, He came sh- to one of my shows, man. I love that guy. Shout out to Novoroku, dude. You know, he got, he got hacked and, and all of his videos taken down and all this <gasps> shit. Yeah. Is that why he disappeared? Yeah, man. And then he tried to come back and then it just didn't work out. Yo, Nova Roku, I love you, bro. Yeah, I miss I miss Nova Roku. Yo, you got to get we got to get that
0: fool on Genius spray, man. Love that guy. I know. Well, anyways, guys, that's another po- man, we talked about a lot of shit. Oh shit, was it over an hour already? Yeah, yeah was, man. We actually like- had a specific topic. We forgot to get oh, okay, to. Okay, well next time. We'll talk about it next time. <laughs> this was good. Yeah, man. So remember, you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, any kind of audio platform. We're going to be there. Make sure that you listen to us. Give us a listen, to. If you're watching this on YouTube, once again, leave comments below about the stuff you want us to talk about. Genius Brain is a podcast where just regular people talk about regular shit about anything and everything because everybody has something to say. We love you, bitches. That's the mother good shit. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Stay genius.